And we're back for an emergency edition of the Nuggets, Inc. podcast presented by Nobody. We're at Mike Singer's suburban Inglewood abode. Chateau de Singer. We just put away a moldy mug. Now we're getting ready to talk. I think, what, what was in that? Uh, spinach, blueberries? Spinach, blueberry, yogurt. Um, this is how we get through deadline day via, via the greens. The, the greens. Yeah, that's, yeah. It, it, it looked disgusting, but what, you do you. So, lots of stuff happened today. Superstars getting moved. Malcontents getting moved. Backup centers, second-round picks. Everybody's collecting second-round picks like they're magic beans. Oh, man, give me some of them second-round. You got any of them second-round picks? You got any of them? That's what everybody wants. Five? Five. Jay Crowder got five? Only in increments of five now. That's how we're doing second-round pick trades. Noted. So the big news here in Denver Nuggets land is that Bones Highland has indeed been traded. Uh, We talked about this yesterday. Almost 24 hours ago, a little bit more. Now it has happened, and they got two second rounders. Yeah. um, And on top of that, I'm just going to add one more thing. Okay. Thomas Bryant's coming here, center from the Lakers for Davon Reed and three second round picks in 2025, 26, and 29. So by the time. this is done. Nicole Jokic is probably racing horses and done with basketball. Good chance. Um, yeah, man. Uh, this was kind of, you know, what had been brewing and what we had been talking about for a while. Um, I would say two, three weeks, you know, this has been speculated that Bones might ultimately get moved. Um, you know, I tried to hedge a little bit yesterday and, and brace for the idea that there was a possibility that Bones would return. Um, and, you know, if Bones returned, it was because the Nuggets felt that any deals that came their direction were so underwhelming um, that that they couldn't, in good faith, take that deal and send Bones out for, for as little of value. Mike Singer. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for it. Consider me underwhelmed by the deal that they brought back. Two second rounders for Bones Highland? Yeah, well... As I just wrote, um, you know, on the DenverPost.com and kind of explained the context of why they ultimately did that deal, um, it has not been an easy couple weeks for Bones. Um, You know, beginning with that Oklahoma City game where he walked off the bench, I reported that veterans were uh, frustrated with how that happened. Um, There was tension with Jamal Murray in terms of playing style, in terms of uh, not optimizing or maximizing Jamal Murray's value, who, oh, by the way, coming back from ACL is a uh, second best player on your team. Um, Aaron Gordon has been the second best player for a majority of this season. But for the last month or two, I'll say for the last month. Probably month, yeah. You know, Jamal Murray has come on. What has also happened in the last month? Uh, Bowens Highland's minutes have diminished. You made that connection, Matt, <laughs> not me. So... um when you when you couple the idea, veterans are frustrated. You're walking off the bench. To what degree are you committed 
to this team where everybody is sacrificing. Joker is passing, like, passing everything. Jamal Murray needs to sacrifice some of his shots. MPJ, we know he needs to sacrifice some of his shots and alter his game. Um, Aaron Gordon just runs the floor hard and plays the dunker spot. And we were talking about him as a potential all-star replacement. KCP is having a career year. Literally all KCP does is run the floor, run to the corner, and play hard defense. So when everybody's sacrificing, what are you going to give? And when that is the equation, and you have to ask yourself, is everybody pulling in the same direction? And if the answer is no, then we need to address that. So you, you say all that, and it makes me think, well, they would have traded Bones Highland for a bucket of basketballs. Uh, it, it, I, don't, I don't hear anything saying other than we had to move Bones. And that's it. And to me from the outside looking in. I don't see why you can't mend these things, why we can't have meetings and talk to each other and figure out and, 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 and figure out our differences and get people on the same page. Bones Highland is a talented player. He's, as we said yesterday, ceiling, maybe sixth man of the year, right? He could get to that conceivably. These two second round picks, the chances that they're going to pick up a player of that caliber with a second round pick minimal so and then on top of that hold on and then on top of that sorry he is a player that can play right now that can improve your team right now two second round picks you can't do anything with them right now and you're chasing a championship this year um can't does he help you right now is he gonna be is he gonna be you're telling me contributing you're telling me that it was so far gone that there's no way he could have gotten back in line with the team and what they're trying to do and contributed in a meaningful way somewhere along the line. I don't know because I can't predict the future, and I don't know what a second-year, I'll call him a disgruntled second-year guard looks like when he's been widely available, widely canvassed, widely shopped, and then has to return to a team that clearly was okay trading him after – learning of the fact that the league doesn't value him that much. I don't know what that looks like on the back end. We just decided that we're okay getting off of you and and you not being our backup guard. But given that we weren't able to get off of you, you're going to have to come back here and let's all mend fences and embrace each other with open arms. And, oh, by the way, can I give you 20 minutes a, a night so that you can play and show me your value? Like You don't even have to do that, though. It's assuming a lot. Uh, here's what I'd say. One... You're getting paid. You're a professional. Act like it. Two. Which has not always been the case. You're going to want to get a second contract. And if you do not perform, if you do not go with the team on this, you're not going to get that second contract. So there are motivations that would get him to act a certain way. To me, you're trying to win now unless, and here's the big caveat, unless they now have an open roster spot and they're going to go out and they're going to get somebody on the buyout market who can help right away. I don't see how they improve their team. Yeah. I mean, I think that they did improve the team in the aggregate when you talk about the other trade, which we can get to in a second. Sure. But in, in regards to which bones, happened before bones, but, but in regards to bones, you know, I, I reported a fair amount and I believe that there's even more there. Uh, I don't think that I have the entire thing by by any stretch. So, you know, while I can pull the curtain back and explain the context to some degree, like, I don't know everything that was said 
you know, in the locker room. I don't know all, all the back channeling and negotiating that happened. I mean, you know, I reported that this decision went all the way up to Josh Kroenke. Right. Like that way it was all about ownership was involved. And initially Josh Kroenke did not want to trade bones. He understood the val like who he is and the, everything that you're saying, the potential, the, the cheap talent, all of the, what he can grow into a sixth man of the year. But as this dragged on and became, um, just noisier. That's the word that I've, I've used to describe it. Just noisier. It, obviously, it became somewhat untenable when you are trade when you are selling low for two second round picks. So we're not going to know everything. No. I'm not going to know everything. You're you're not going to know everything, Matt. No. So you can you know you know tell me what the weather is up on that high horse of yours because <laughs> we're just not. We are not privy to everything that's going on, and I'm telling you as best as I can that this was like there is no telling what this looks like on the other end of the trade deadline. Yeah, no doubt. All How'd true. How'd you like that one? All true. Uh, I'll tell you what. From my high horse, I, I cannot see. Did he cheat at cards? Uh, did he not pay a bet? Uh, did uh, he have some sort of personality problem with other guys? There's all sorts of different things that have factored in NBA trades in the history of the league that, who knows, it could be what much more than what we're seeing um, you know, right now. That being said, I'm not sure how, after you've already acquired Thomas Bryant, by the way, that, that trade happened first, the Thomas Bryant trade. So you've improved your team on the day already. You don't need to do anything else, and you could have just stood pat and had a guy there just in case. Yeah, and they opted against it, which right. tells me that there's more. It's damning. That's that's for sure. And I don't think um, that Nuggets GM Calvin Booth cares because I don't think he cares what public opinion is of him. I don't think he cares whether the consensus is that he quote-unquote lost the trade. I don't think he cares. The idea is to ensure that you give yourself the best chance to win and make sure everyone's pulling in the same direction. And in his estimation, it was worth it to send bones out for two picks. And from what we've seen from Calvin Booth, why do you doubt him? Is that a fair question? Um, I mean, he signed a DeAndre Jordan <laughs> as his first free agent signing. I mean, that wasn't exactly a home run. Um, I, I wouldn't say he's batting a thousand. Uh, and 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 frankly, they- frankly, if I'm looking at the Nuggets, I'd say they mismanaged this situation quite a bit. That's fair. Because if you're trying to trade a guy, you don't, or you have to, you have to trade a guy. It's that bad. Mm-hmm. You don't submarine his value in the last two weeks by not playing him at all. A fair point. Totally. A totally fair point. Didn't play the last four games, specifically didn't play Sunday, second night of the back-to-back against Minnesota, when four starters were out, when theoretically you could have showcased what Bones right. can do. Yeah. So, I, I, look, this is, this is Calvin's first trade deadline. This is Bones' first trade deadline in going through this. This is maybe the first time the Nuggets as an entity have gone through this with this iteration and this and this um, close to a championship roster. So this is a learning moment and instance for a lot of guys. And I think that this would have maybe been handled differently if this was the same, everything was the same next year. I, I do. I think this is absolutely a learning moment. Um, and maybe Bones would have played. Maybe Bones would have not walked off the bench. Maybe um, 
you know, maybe they would have done their best to, to keep it as quiet as possible. But if you remember a month, more than a month ago, I wrote about this. I said that Western Conference executives expected if the Nuggets were to make a trade, Bones was going to be involved. This was not under wraps. Yeah, but I think at that time we assumed it was to get a, a working player back. And this is what I was talking about in yesterday's podcast, the idea of the facade. The idea that, you know, a, a couple months ago you're like, yeah, Bones is a good player. Um, and, you know, maybe and, and under no reason should we expect that the Nuggets are even making him available. So why would we even think about it? But as soon as teams start looking under the hood a little bit and assessing and asking themselves, put, put him up on the big board and say, you know, can he defend? Uh, what types of shots does he take? Does he need the ball in his hands to be effective? All of those things, and, and what's his frame like? What's his what's his potential value going to be? All those things, um, do we want to bring him in? And, you know, the fact that it went as long as it did, an hour before the trade deadline, the fact that, to use your word, underwhelming return, um, maybe, maybe a lot of teams made a lot of uh, decisions and assessments on Bones Highland as a player. And, and maybe that's unsatisfactory to you, but in Calvin Booth's estimation, this was a deal they had to make. Um, if for no other reason than I'll use the phrase addition by subtraction, if for no other reason than it made their, then it made it a little bit more of a palatable locker room, which the locker room is great, but like the last thing you need is somebody pouting. And I'm not saying he was pouting the last week, but the la- but again, you can't predict what that looks like on the back end of this. And I, I don't know that Michael Malone's going to be, you know, going over to Bones' house and, and and sharing a meal with him and breaking bread and saying, hey, let's let's mend all this. I don't know what that looks like on the back end. I don't know how you reconcile that. It, it, it would have been awkward. Uh, do I think they could have gotten over it? Yeah. I don't think there was ever past a point of no return. I think Bones is very likable. I think people understand he's 22 years old. People do dumb stuff when you're 22 years old. Cool. But like, I don't know what it looks like, Matt. I don't know. Fair enough. Before we move on to talk about Thomas Bryant and the, the deal uh, that was made earlier in the day, uh, I'm going to make a prediction. Bones Highland, at some point in the next 10 years, will be a meaningful player on a team that makes the NBA Finals. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say that right now. I think, I think he's the kind of player, valuable microwave scorer off the bench, that can make big plays one of which one reason which is he is completely unafraid for sure and completely in 10 years i hope the nuggets inc podcast has a sponsor <laughs> <laughs> all right moving on <laughs> to thomas bryant uh who, by the way this deal i think i will say this i think a great deal by cal you send three second round picks which will convey long after this run is over and maybe long after Cal is even with the team, for all we know. Um, and Davon Reed, uh, who, uh, what, how many times has he played this year? A small handful, it feels like, at least of meaningful minutes. Um, for a guy that's a good post scorer, he can actually shoot outside. I could see him actually playing with Nikola Jokic if you actually, if you wanted to do that. Your assessment, Mr. I th- Singer. I think. Um Thomas Bryant is such a good pickup and it didn't cost you much. Like I was thinking, you think about it from both perspectives, the Lakers, they just traded for Jared Vanderbilt, 
uh, and I believe did Mo Bamba come back today? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Mo Bamba. Fine. So they they went and got Mo Bamba. Fine, but they got Jared Vanderbilt, who is you know we know very well a productive rebounder, versatile, switchy forward. Cool. Um, that was going to inhibit his playing time. Um, Chris Haynes reported that Thomas Bryant uh, requested a trade. I had actually heard that today too. I told you guys on our group chat uh, mm-hmm. that he wanted out. Um, so. You know, credit to the Nuggets for for jumping on this opportunity. The three-team trade with the Lakers, Jazz, and T-Wolves happens Wednesday. Stuff is fluid, and clearly the Nuggets had insight or had some inclination that Thomas Bryant, making just $2.1 million this year, was available or was theoretically um, not thrilled with whatever his role looked like on the back end of this trade deadline with the Lakers, and they used it to their advantage. So Davon Reed, not in the rotation. Three second-round picks. Um, you know, three second-round picks, we just, you know, you can have you, any sec, any trade away as many second round picks as you want you know it just seems like the currency of, of the day was the second round <laughs> yes, picks yes. um so it doesn't cost you a lot dogecoin it, it doesn't cost you a lot and um you know from the nuggets perspective what does it do it helps you this year which you know long time listeners you know that this is all that we've been talking about is help this year aid the cause this year thomas bryant can be a free agent this summer and they're unlikely to be able to keep him because he's going to come. I mean, dude's averaging like 12 and six or 12 and seven. Like he's going to command a payday. They don't have his bird rights. And he's he's only 25. Right. And so, um, I think they, I think the most that they can offer him, um, is maybe like the taxpayer mid-level. Right. Because they don't have his bird rights. They can't go over the cap. Yeah. So, um, I think for a, a lot of reasons he was a great pickup. I mean, dude had thirty-one and fourteen, like uh, I don't know, two weeks ago against Portland. Um, he can put up numbers quickly. I actually texted a, a Lakers reporter as soon as the trade happened, and they said that Thomas Bryant's awesome offensively and defensively, not so great. Which is funny because that's where we, you know, we kept saying that they needed to improve. Right, but. Um, I would argue that Jeff Green is maybe a negative on both of those. Uh, and Thomas Bryant at least addresses one of the holes. So now you have, we had yesterday, they had seven guys in the playoff rotation. In my estimation, they have eight now, which was the goal all along. And it cost you your favorite second round picks. Well, yeah, it's too bad. I'm going to really miss those second round picks. So um, a lot of deals. Yeah. happened in the last 24 hours. I'm just going to go through a few of these. Okay. Uh, and uh, the Western Conference has been reshaped in a way I don't think any one of us could have thought, you know, 24 hours ago. First one, the big one, the bombshell. The Suns get Kevin Durant and TJ Warren for Macal Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, who wasn't even playing, and four first-round picks. All of a sudden, the Suns are a problem, right? Like, that's... You now have to think about we got to beat the Suns if we're going to go to the finals, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, you immediately think about where the Nuggets go defensively. Joker's on Aiton, uh, AG's on KD, KCP's on Book, and Jamal is on CP, and then that leaves MPJ to guard whoever that three four is. TJ Warren, maybe? Yeah, it might be TJ Warren, which okay, you can live with, like. You know, AG is going to have to level up a little bit. Fine, but like, it's not that 
and obviously the flip side, they'd have to guard them. They'd have to guard the Nuggets, and and they got significantly worse worse defensively without Bridges and Johnson right. and Crowder. For Although that Durant's a pretty good defender, I know people don't think about that with him, but when he's engaged defensively, he can be really good. Yeah, I mean, you know, you I'm curious how they would would they cross match that because. TJ Warren and AG makes a little bit more sense, and KD on MPJ makes a little bit more sense defensively. Yeah, yeah I think you're so. Right. It could go that direction, um, but yeah, man, the, the West definitely. I mean, Phoenix they, they made a splash. We you know we kind of said the whole time Phoenix was an option. I'm kind of surprised Memphis and New Orleans didn't make a bigger splash. I had I had heard their names linked to OG for a while, but um, Dallas Dal- my, Dallas it, gets. Kyrie Irving, right, and, and in my estimation, the Lakers got better too. Um, in 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 getting off of Russ's money, in only giving up one first round pick, in adding D'Lo and Malik and Jared Vanderbilt, in my opinion, they raised their ceiling, um, which maybe doesn't go that much higher, but they got better. <laughs> right, like, the yeah. Lakers got better, and they got off Russ. Right, yeah. What are, so, we, what are we talking about? So here? they get they get D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt. Uh, and they send away Russell Westbrook, fine. Uh, Juan Toscano Anderson, does he even play? I love JTA. Uh, Damian Jones and a 2027 first round pick. I covered Juan Toscano Anderson in 2012 at Marquette. He was a freshman at Marquette, and never did I think he was going to be an NBA player. <laughs> JTA. Um, so, all right, we're going to play a little game here. We're okay. Gonna call, we're going to. Make the new pecking order in the West. Okay. So let's start off. We're going to have five teams. I want to do five. Okay. What, what your top five? Eh, let's do six because that's where the cutoff is for the, for the, um, excuse me, uh, for the play-in. So can I can I make one more note about Thomas Bryant? You can. I had three to four other teams or agents text me as soon as that deal happened and were singing Thomas Bryant's praises. Like I had a lot of people unsolicited hit me that Thomas Bryant was a steal. So um, people who know Thomas Bryant too, you know, who, a rental who are, who are, at that though. That's right. fine, but who are in the league and they were like, "Wow, that the second unit just got a lot better." So, you know, you want the consensus. Um, you want the consensus from the league. People liked it, uh, and I think a lot of people were skeptical on the Bones thing, but we kind of got into that and frankly i knew more than those people did when when they're panning that trade so yeah um read the denver post i'll keep i'll keep panning all right so i'm going to go through the standings here um right now nuggets are the number one seed grizzlies are the number two and they've been losing quite a bit uh kings are number three the mavs four the suns five the clippers six pelly's Seven, losing a ton. T-Wolves, eight. Warriors, nine. You have to go all the way down to 13 to get to the Lakers. But the Lakers are, let's see, they're just four four and a half games back of the sixth seed. So it's a jumbled mess. Yeah. All those teams, the Warriors pick up Gary Payton Jr. That's a pretty good pickup for them. Yeah, um, but Steph's hurt, A, like we true. talked about yesterday. And um, B, I mean, I'll just tell you this, uh, you know, as if this is just me talking to you. I actually heard the Nuggets were in on um, 
were in on uh, Gary Payton as well. Oh, that'd have they, been nice. That that I mean, what we, a pickup he'd have been. We reported we reported the wings that they were looking for. Um, I heard today that they were interested in Gary Payton, which. What you was know. the asking price? Because I think it was a second rounders that uh, the handful, all yeah. the second rounders, <laughs> like a five. It was another five piece, the second rounders, I think, on yeah. the trade. Um, I don't know, but um, but again, you know, it kind of just speaks to what I was talking about yesterday. The idea that they, you know, and, and you know, people can criticize and say, oh, what happened to Mason Plumlee and Zach Collins? They got a really good big man back. I think everyone would argue that Thomas Bryan is better than those two guys. Mason Plumlee went to the Clippers, by the way, and cheaper. So no um, I, I like the swing. Uh, back to your back to your hierarchy. Okay, all right. So here here's how I'm going to put it, and you're going to shoot holes in it if you'd like. My my number one right now, the Denver Nuggets. Here's why. They've played together this whole time. They're not going to have to get to know each other at all. They have arguably the best player in the conference. I think you know Kevin Durant might might you know push at that sure. but arguably the best player in the conference all those reps together right all of that and they've been playing well and they just brought in another guy yeah i think that the nuggets until until you knock them off the throne um i think that the nuggets are, are the, still the number one seed they've built a four and a half game cushion in the west uh I'm, you know, let's see what the Suns turn into. I believe they're like 30 and 26. Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct. 30, 30 and 26. 26 are four games above 500. The Nuggets are, you know, borderline running away with the West. Oh, so, they'll get the number one seed. I think there's no doubt about that. Yeah. I mean, barring any injury. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Like, I think that they got better. I know that it's maybe not as, as much better as people wanted, but once you learn more about, the um, dynamics of what was going on behind the scenes uh, with Bones, I think people can re- you know, take a deep breath and say, okay, given the circumstances, I'm good with the fact that we just quote, just landed Thomas Bryant and got off um, a guy who, you know, I-, I think frankly it's fair to say didn't want to be here and-, and absolutely wanted a bigger role. Well, you make a guy fly uh, coach out-, out to your next game. I- that's not a good way to make somebody happy. Read the DenverPost.com. <laughs> okay. All right. So number two. I am putting the Phoenix Suns in at number two. Here's why. Kevin Durant's just that freaking good. You had Kevin Durant to to uh, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, diminished Chris Paul, but now he's like the number three. He's he right. doesn't even have to be the creator anymore right. all that much. Right, right, right. And DeAndre Ayton is your fourth option. That's a formidable I don't even care who the fifth guy is. That's a formidable starting five. I just look the Nuggets scared. Like, there's a couple things. First of all, the other teams obviously felt the West was wide open enough to make a jump like this, um, or to make a splash like this and go get KD. Cool. So we're gonna try. Uh, obviously, Dallas. They were. I'm gonna say desperate enough to try and go get Kyrie. The Suns were desperate enough to to jump at the K, KD opportunity for a first round pick. So mortgaging their future. Yeah, and and Bridges, who like man, that dude might be worth like two or three. That, oh yeah, he the, could he could be worth a couple first rounders on his own. That guy's awesome. Um, so um, you know, I just I I just think that it was. I just think that they saw an opportunity, but also it was the idea that we're going to need to do something if we're going to catch the Nuggets. Right. And this something means 
landing maybe the best score in, in all of basketball and, right. and, and going in. And what a way to announce your new uh, tenure as, as Phoenix Suns owner. The, the classic new owner, I'm going to do something huge right after I show up. I would love to see his text messages last night, man. I bet he was feeling himself. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Just landed KD. I, I think... Um, yeah, I'm, I think I'm killing it. I'm going to be the best owner in the league. The, the only thing that's going to stop that from being the Western Conference Finals is if the Suns don't get to a two or three seed. Right. That's interesting. Because they could, they could end up as a four or five, and all of a sudden the Nuggets have to play them in the Western Conference semifinals rather than the finals. And, you know, if the Nuggets have the one seed, they'll have home court. Um, right. So, all right, yeah, I'm down with the Suns at okay. two. down with the Suns at two. Three. Down with the Suns. Three. That's I'm it. going to go with, and I can't believe I'm doing this, but I, but I am going to do it. The L.A. Clippers. Mm. L.A. Clippers. I don't. don't. Kawhi's healthy-ish. Mm. Yeah. Paul George, healthy-ish. Yeah. They just got Plum Dog Millionaire. Um, I'm sorry. Who I, I know they 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 sent away. Um, uh, his name escapes me. Lefty from Duke. Lefty from Duke. Uh, yeah, the oh, shooter. Kennard. Yeah, they just sent sent away Kennard. Yeah. Um, he's nice. He yeah, he's nice. I mean, yeah. I don't think they need him. They got plenty of shooters. Um, yay or nay? Nay. Nay. I like. Uh, I like the Grizz at three. You like the Grizz? They've been yeah. they've been playing really poorly lately, and they didn't really add anything spectacular. No, they didn't. Um, but I just I, I like I know that people clown on them. I know that people clown on their. It's a laser show their, over there. Wow. Uh, I know that people clown on their swagger. I kind of like their swagger. I kind of like their edge. Um, so I'm going Grizz at two and three. eight in the last ten. Yeah, I okay. get it. I All get right. it. They All got right. bad juju. I get that. Okay. All um, right. Grizzlies at three. Yeah. Grizzlies at three. Fair enough. All How right. How many teams are we doing? We're doing the top five. Okay. We're going through top five. All right. Next up. And this is assuming that Steph is going to be able to play sometime in the next month and a half to two months. Yeah. Golden State. Nah. No. I'm, I think I'm going Clippers. You're going Clippers? Yeah. I'll okay. go Clippers at four. I, definitely when Kawhi's right, he's scary. He's he's like among the most top three, top four dominant players in the NBA when he's healthy. And guess what, guys? He's healthy. Uh, I like Ty Lue. Um, I just, you know, Ty Lue is a great coach. I just think the Clippers are, I mean, it's like loaded. I was going to say like a, a playoff team, but I think that they're b- more built for the playoffs. You know, I I don't want to say that they've had the play the postseason success, which um, I guess the Nuggets can attest to. They have not. <laughs> um, but they did make the Western Conference Finals two years ago. Yeah, but you know, I just think that when healthy, they're scary. They're they're a matchup problem. Um, so I'm gonna go Clippers at four. I for, look for everything I've heard about the Warriors is not. I'm not buying the Warriors. I've heard there's just disarray. From the top, but they have Steph Curry. All right, they and they just got Gary Payton. Do you Jr. know back. the word disarray from the, what that uh, means? Yeah, but Steph Curry, greatest shooter of all time, is a will at some point return. On top of that, you know Clay Thompson, he's not bad. They got a bunch of guys, and they've won the championship before. In fact, they won the championship less than twelve months ago. So they know what it takes to win, and they added a guy who was critical to that. So. We'll be reevaluated after the All Star break, Steph Curry. Cool. There you go. Uh, 
That, did you just, par- just come on your phone there? <laughs> partial tears to his superior tibiofibular ligaments and interosseous membrane, as well as a contusion to his left lower leg. Nobody needs an interosseous membrane. I, when's the last time you talked about your interosseous membrane? Huh? Last week. Oh, you got problems with your interosseous membrane? Okay. All right, five. You, you would think I would put the Grizzlies. You would think I'd do that, right? You, that would, you would think, you know, you, you had them three. I would think. Mavs. Yeah. Number five. And here's why. Luca. Yeah. And he's got a running mate now. He's crazy. We don't know what he's going to do, but yeah. man, he's hot. Yeah. He is hot. What's the, what are the standings right now? Who, who am I? Am I? Am I leaving somebody out? Mavs are number four. The Kings are at three. Would you? Would you put the Kings there? Mm. I, I don't trust the Kings. I don't think so. The Pelicans, they're like on a free fall right I now. I love. I I think when healthy, I think the Pelicans are top three. But you know what? You don't know what you're getting out of Zion. You don't know what you're getting um, out of Bi. That's the problem. Brandon Ingram. Well, that too. Ben Brandon Ingram missed 29 games with a sore toe. Yeah, that's not good. I wonder how his interiosis. <laughs> Colossus is <laughs> yeah, I, not holding up. I, I don't. I mean, they're tough. Don't get me wrong. And in a seven-game series, we saw what they did with the Suns last year. They were tough, a really hard out. But we don't know about their health. Uh, they, all right, I'll go Mavs. I like you, the Mavs. All right, Mavs. I can. I, we can agree. Okay. I think that Kyrie is definitely raises their ceiling and is, you know, just almost like a ticking time bomb. And does the bomb go off before the playoffs, or does it wait till the next July? Maybe they bring him back. Yeah, July. Who knows what's going to happen in free agency? So, um, yeah, I'm I'm down with the Mavs, even though I don't really think it's the most perfect fit. Uh, I just think there's both guys need the ball in their hand. Um, but okay, you you've you've, right. you've wet my whistle. All right, good. Dallas. Good. I I think I think with Dallas, the one thing I would be really concerned about is. How are they getting stops? How are they going to stop people from scoring? Are they just going to say, screw it, we're just outscoring guys? That's how we're going to do And if they do, they might have the firepower to do it. Interestingly, um, the Suns opted for offense over defense. The uh, Dallas Mavericks opted for offense over defense in punting on Dorian Finney-Smith. And doesn't seem like teams in the West are too worried about how are you going to stop the Nuggets? But that's a problem. That's how are you a big gonna, problem. How are you going to stop the Nuggets? So here, okay, here's my question going towards that. Of all those teams that aren't the Nuggets, who's the one that scares you the most if you're Calvin Booth? Is it the Suns? Yeah. There, there's no – yeah, it's no question, man. It's the Suns. And I know that they've had their chemistry issues and internal issues and ownership issues and, you know, every, every issue under the sun. And then they just added a huge issue, Kevin Durant – He's not Kyrie Irving, but he is. Oh, I don't consider he, him an issue. He, any team in the world would it, sign up for that Is that, that man issue. ever happy, though? He is consistently unhappy. He was unhappy winning titles with Golden State. He was unhappy in, in Oklahoma City being the king. That's fine. There's still a grace period, and he's going to be in the grace period at least through the postseason. You would think so. So um, he's going to be fine. I'm not. No, KD is a problem that quote unquote problem that every team would welcome. Oh no doubt. to their orga- oh, organization. That that can't be denied at all. So here's the other part about this. You say the Lakers got better, and I think you're right. I think the Lakers did get better. Now all of a sudden you're looking at a possibility that the Nuggets have to see them in the first round. Can you imagine that? You got to see 
LeBron James and Anthony Davis in the first round. That's your 1-8 matchup. Yeah, I mean, I think the Nuggets are, you know, un- undoubtedly the better team. Fine, but that's still scary. They're not going right. to love that. No, it's it's a it'll make you sweat a little bit. I think they beat them. Yeah. In a 7-game series, but I do think it's it, you know, LeBron James is on the other side. I don't care that he's 38. He's LeBron right. James right, and right. Anthony Davis, we've seen what he can do in the playoffs. Yeah. So, I it's probably a matchup they don't love and you know, Secretly hoping they climb not, up, right? Not that the not that the Nuggets ever do this, but uh, would definitely never reverse engineer a seven-two <laughs> matchup to avoid a Lakers. But um, yeah, I don't know. But that's just a I mean that's a loser's mentality to to get out of the one-eight seed because no. you don't like a, a an aging Laker team. So you know, yes, maybe they sweat it. I still think they win it. But I'll tell you, there were there was a lot of of nervous energy over the idea that um, Kyrie could wind up in L.A. Because I don't care what seed you are, A.D., Kyrie, and LeBron. Yeah, that would have been tough. That would have been tough. I, I wonder, um, the Nets, if they went back in time and they realized that what they brought back for Kyrie wasn't going to convince Kevin Durant to want to stick around if they would have just taken the Lakers' first-round picks. That's funny. Yeah, I don't know. Where's Where's Ben Simmons right now? <laughs> Is Ben Simmons is that Fresh Prince meme dude standing in the standing in uh, in the living room by himself? So who do you think is is the now that all the dust is settled, everybody's where they're going to be outside of buyout stuff? Who is the default NBA title number one contender? Is it the Nuggets? Is it the Celtics? Is it somebody else? The Celtics didn't do anything major, right? No, they, they didn't. But they didn't really have to. You know, right? They didn't have to. The Bucks, um, the Bucks got the, the Bucks Crowder got Crowder. All the second round picks, right? I mean, it's just like it just can't be discounted that the East got weaker and the West got stronger. Well, oh yeah, that's that is true. Uh, the I just remembered uh, the Celtics did get Mike Muscala. In that case, <laughs> uh, yes, Celtics prohibitive favorite. Um, no, I, I'm I'm just saying the path of least resistance. What? Who got? Who? Who? Do, who has less obstacles in route to Larry Ob? You know, the Nuggets got harder. The Nuggets route got harder. They didn't get demonstrably better. They got better. They not marginally. Okay. Yeah. Enough to where Calvin's clearly like okay. I like our roster where it is. Not that we had that much wiggle room. They couldn't, I mean, you know, everyone's like, what could they have done? The only things you could have really done, dangle an aging Jeff Green and dangle Zeke Naji. Though, right. and, and, oh, and or dangle Christian and Peyton. Those, I was about to say Peyton Watson could have been a carrot. Sure, but like for for OG, like you're, it's going to take a lot more to get into that conversation. All that Toronto talk and nothing happened. <laughs> Yeah, man, they they just like to get the league and get all the league all hot and bothered. That's definitely. <laughs> you think Masai's phone just died? Is that's what happened? Masai is playing a long game here. He's the dude. I mean, he's operating on a different plane. He's probably just wants to see what everybody's offers are and then come back to them this summer um, and leverage that. <laughs> like he's he he probably knows what he's doing. Yeah, um, yeah. I I if if I was gonna say who the favorite is, I think it's the Celtics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think, and I have a hard time saying the Nuggets are the favorite right now. I, I, I recognize what the what the record is and what it is in the West, but like, you know, the Celtics went to the finals last year. Right. They have this experience, and I know you, you know their the Nuggets run in the bubble was just unbelievable. Um, 
and 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 difficult for its own challenges, they're probably not getting to the conference finals in a regular year down three one in two consecutive series having to go on the road. That would have been tough. That so would have been really tough. I as amazing as it was and historic as it was, um, you know, I don't I just don't think that that happens outside of Orlando. So they have experience and they have and, and certainly the chemistry is there. Um, I just it seems a little bit foolhardy to just to say, you know, all right, that's the final team coming out the West and, and the prohibitive favorite, because I don't think I'm there yet. So best case scenario, if you're the Nuggets, is you avoid the Lakers in the first round. Um, you the, the Suns somehow get over to the other side of the bracket, right? The two, three. Yeah, they get into that two, three area. And you don't have to play one of those two until the Western Conference Finals, right? Like th- yeah. to me, that's that's because all these other teams, like the Grizzlies, tough, but I'm I'm just not buying it. Okay. And Golden State, yes, if you have to encounter them early on, that might be a nightmare if you had to get them in the first round. That's pretty much it. Everybody else, I feel like they can beat. Yeah, I think so too. I think that they should feel confident against most teams. Um, so certainly they're going to sweat, but I love that we're finally talking about the playoffs because maybe it's premature. I guess there's 25 games left in the regular season, but well, we have finished product now. We still got to get to the All Star break, man. We're still <laughs> not even at the All Star break. Come on, but um, yeah, what happens on the buyout market? Um, do they look to bolster their backcourt? I think it's a decision the Nuggets are uh, mulling right now. Um, you Jeff don't, Green's out there, by the way. You Jeff that, Green's where? Or not, I'm not, not Danny Green, excuse me, is out there. Yeah, but again, uh, cool. I want... Um, He's a defensive 3 and D guy-ish. Um, wow, off, just poo-poo com- off Danny a, Green. Coming off a major injury. Um, I just would like to see a little bit more in the backcourt. Uh, you know, I agree. You know, eschewing bones and Ish is still here. It's like, okay, Bruce Brown, that's a lot to put on Bruce Brown's plate. So I would not be surprised if they're looking at those buyout guys. I mean, I jokingly cough coughed um, John Wall yesterday, and Luke is on the buyout He'll market. He'll be out there. <laughs> there you go. Um, Russell Westbrook's going to be out there. Yeah. Um, so I think they're going to have options, and, you know, Again, I think I think guys want to play in Denver, uh, especially with this team and with their chances. So maybe not the exact finished product, but a, a, a tantalizing, um, a tantalizing product uh, certainly. Okay. Well, I think we've uh, we've gotten into it about as much as we would care to get into it today, uh, Mike. We turned this thing around a few hours. We weren't going to be doing a podcast and. Then we were doing a podcast. I know. You guys are banging on my door. Emergency pod, emergency pod. I'm like, come on, guys. We had to talk. We had to, There's too much happened. Too much is going on. The entire West has changed. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch over the next few months. So, Mike, thank you for joining me. Of course. That was fun, man. Stay tuned. Nugget Sync. We got another special one coming up with a good guest. See you soon. Turn around